Welcome to Half Finished to Done, a podcast for passionate business owners like you who are ready to stop procrastinating and start finishing all of your half-done projects. I'm your host, Christina, and I'm looking forward to helping you finish your projects in a calm, sustainable way using a simple, repeatable process. All along the way, we'll be working through the mental, emotional, and logistical obstacles that are standing between you and extraordinary projects. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am super excited to have my former client and fellow coach, Christy, on the podcast today. So Christy, tell us a little bit about yourself and your work. Yeah, good to see you, Christina. My name is Miss Christy Williams, and I'm a self-esteem coach for women. So I help them create a routine that's energizing and simple to follow. Everybody needs that, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then tell me a little bit about what prompted you to sign up for Half Finished to Done Live. I feel like your reason for signing up was like, was unique. So let's talk about that. Well, one, I just love you. And so I knew working with you would be fun. And I really appreciated the problem you were solving with procrastination. I think it's interesting now that I never even say that. I never even refer to myself as procrastinating or or anything like that. And it was something I was really reflecting on this morning, preparing for this. But yeah, I really came to your program because for me, it was more of a disconnect between the specific results I want to create And this mind chatter about, well, half of it, getting half of it is good, but not from a place of understanding and compassion and learning along the way. It was more like compromise. So I wanted to like bridge that gap with myself and be like, no, what does it look like to have that true compassion, but really never lose the focus of 100% result? The word that I don't know if you've used this word, but the word that I always think of is settling. You said compromising or settling where you're like, I know that I'm capable of producing bigger and better results, but I stopped myself somewhere along the way. Why do you think that you were doing that? I think ultimately being honest is this fear like, well, if I go all in and I keep doing that and I never get the result, it's such a negative approach. Yeah. Then it really just proves that I'm not capable because I know other people can do it and I know humans can do it. So really just that fear of what if I really can't and not seeing it as optional, seeing it as this fear of discovery that it could be true. So basically your brain's like, okay, well, if I just stop myself before I have a chance to get all the way or see that I can't actually get all the way, then I get to keep myself safe and comfortable. Right. Because I truly believe that on the way to achieving 100% results, you're going to get a mixed bag of results. You're going to get 20%, 60%, 50%, 80%, and then eventually 100%. But it wasn't that type of approach. It was more like, let me just settle up front because I really don't, I don't even need this big goal. It's a total compromise on what, what you really want. What was the other side of you saying, the side of you that decided to enroll? let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love hard work. I love putting in the work. I love figuring things out and I know I can. So the intentional part of me, the part of me that is alive and excited about life is hearing myself say those limiting things and knowing those are not true. So it's kind of so fun. It's like (laughs) very meta. Yeah. Yeah. The ability to watch both sides of your brain and be like, here's the side that wants to settle, that doesn't want to see that I might not be capable. And here's the side that's like the one that makes you get up in the morning. It's like, okay, we're doing this. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what specifically you chose to work on in the program and why. 
I chose to create a special offer for my community and really just put my guts into providing them a couple of weeks of self-esteem building for their own self, right? So I heard someone say from time to time that we teach what we need the most work on ourselves because it's something that we're always approaching, we're always going for. And I realized at the base of it, like self-esteem, truly believing you can do it, can get in the way if we're not onto it of stepping up to the meaningful challenge, putting in the hard work day after day after day. And so I wanted to offer that for her. So it was really just like committing to putting that little program, little program together, putting that program together and just going all in with it, just going all in with it and having fun. Were you tempted along the way to hold yourself back to get back into that settling pattern? I think it's, it's an interesting question I hadn't really thought about. And I think my answer is no, looking back on the program, like once I had got started, because I think what's really powerful about coaching is when you commit to someone like you being my coach, when you commit to the program, you're really saying to yourself, it's the opportunity to restart, be like, well, I'm all in now. And just keep saying that to yourself. Well, I'm all in now, right? So whatever my mind would have offered me that I didn't feel super heavy at the time, it was just like, well, I'm all in now. So we're just going forward with this. Can you explain that for somebody who has never had experience coaching? And I want to add a caveat. I think a lot of times people think that coaching is really just accountability. Like there's someone else there who's telling you what to do and when, and that's why you show up. But I think coaching is a lot more dynamic than that. And it's a lot more, maybe even complex than that. So maybe you can describe that for someone who's never experienced that. Absolutely. What I appreciate about coaching that is dynamic is you're working with someone who, number one, believes in you deeply. They're not hoping you can do it. They believe in your ability. So when in the moments when you're not believing, you have someone there who sees that as mind drama, understands it as a human being, and is like, okay, and let's go. And so just having that other person be there with you, to me, is very valuable. That's something I've always appreciated about coaching. The second thing about coaching that's powerful and dynamic is I feel like it teaches you accountability to yourself. Coach is not there to hold your hand. I think about like Olympic coaches. This is how I see myself and my work and you and, and you know our peers in the coaching industry is an Olympic coach is not needed for the client because they can't do it and they're weak and they need accountability. It's because they're working with someone who's talented, strong, has a goal in mind, and they need a partner for their success, period. So do they have tools? Yes. Do they have training? Yes. And they're going to need that in partnership as part of the strategy. But it's not because they're weak, they need a coach. It's because they have a goal they're reaching and they want that success partnership. That's how I see it. I love that explanation. And I'm thinking back to our experience and you're right there. I mean, there was zero part of me that was like, oh, Christy came to me because she feels like she's compromising and she's probably going to do that again, right? I would never think that. I'm like, <laughs> Christy came to me because she was compromising. She's over it. She's done. She's not going to do that anymore. And you're right that any time, like, I don't even think I saw it that much with you because you would, like you said, already made the commitment, but it's like any of those little thoughts that are like, maybe I should slow down. Maybe I should quit. Maybe I should, anything like that. I'm like, no, I would just see that as like, no, what's the exact reason you hired me? Let's go. Let's solve this. And I think something really powerful, there was a powerful moment of, because I think it's important to share that I didn't always feel 100% positive, even though my certainty and commitment were strong through the eight-week program. 
there were still moments, of course, that I felt tired mentally, or I felt inadequate or confused or things like that. But the difference is there's this nuance where that's paired with the certainty that you'll figure out even though, right? So even though I feel confused, I'm going to figure it out. Even though I feel a little unsure right now, I'm going to figure it out. You just keep adding that there. So I had changed my schedule to accommodate this new goal and project that I had. And I had gotten really used to getting up at eight. That felt really good. It was easy now. And my mind has this really funny thing about, well, well, now it's easy. Why are you going to make it difficult? (laughs) Yeah. So it loves to offer me things like, why don't we just keep it the same? And But I know, I know where I'm going and the growth that I need and a schedule that I need to accommodate that's really going to support me long-term. So I realized that included getting up at seven. And I don't know if you remember this, but it was just this one moment where I had made the commitment. The commitment felt amazing. It was the week before it was going to start. I looked at how that was going to work. It's going to give me the time I needed to not have to rush through, give me quality attention, stuff I love. Yeah. Supports me as a human. Then it was time to get up at seven on that Monday and my mind was fighting me. And I want to bring that out because I want to offer of how much that's not a problem in itself, but it can feel like a huge problem in the moment. It's all of these nuances. So I woke up literally feeling like my mind was holding me down (laughs) in the bed. Like, no, we are not going to do this. This is too hard. You can't keep this up. All these things. And for that one time, it took everything I had to get up. And I think what happens there is if we keep letting that happen and we don't get up, it has this feeling that that's going to keep being the reality every day. But the reality is once you step up to yourself, you're like, listen, I'm fighting for us. Let's go. (laughs) And you get up and do it. About an hour after that moment, I felt so renewed and energized. It hasn't been that difficult to get up again. It's been like the normal, usual, like, eh, you know. So those moments can look different for each person. So I think it's important to share, like, even if it looks small to you, really own how big that moment is that you made the change through the difficulty. Like, who cares if somebody else is like, well, getting up at seven is not that hard. If it was hard for you and you did it, own how big that step was for you. I love this moment. And I was hoping you would bring this up because I totally remember this. And I remember how profound this was and how profound it sounds like it continues to be for you. And what I think it really shows is one, I'm glad you mentioned that like, even though you were on track for sure during the program, that doesn't mean it was easy. And two, watching your brain and the ability to see your brain and your brain be like, no, 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 thanks. And then you come in, you're like, no, we're, are, we are doing this, right? It's, it's being the watcher, as they say, it's from Eckhart Tolle, is like watching your own brain. And then the third thing I think it really reinforces is this idea that change can happen in a moment. And you've had how many moments since then of getting up. But like you said, all of those moments become exponentially easier because of that first moment, that first like domino effect. And so for everyone, I'm like, that can be today. That can be one decision today. That is really powerful because I always say, I'm like, we think change takes a long time and it can. And sometimes it takes a long time to reinforce, but it also can happen in a moment. And while you were speaking, I was thinking, let it be today. 
tomorrow seems like this great opportunity. And I think it's because it's just been such a mass mindset in the community we grow up in. It's like, I'll start tomorrow. Let it be today. Let it be today that you make a change you've been wanting to make. It doesn't mean that all the results will immediately happen, but it means you've decided today is the day of change, not tomorrow. And I think that's really powerful. Like in a different language I've been using, motivating myself and my clients is why not let today be a day where up to this point you've operated maybe a certain way, but you don't have to wait till tomorrow to change your mind. Do something today that reinforces that for you and let your results catch up to you. I want to come back to this idea of letting your results catch up to you because I think that's a super important point. But as you were talking, I was thinking about, I had posted something on Instagram. I was like, here's a really powerful question. And it was, what gifts do you want to give your future self? And somebody responded and they were like, I love this question. I'm going to ask myself this tomorrow. And my thought was, why? Why would you ask it? Ask it today. Ask that question today and what will happen? So yeah, I love that idea of like right now in this moment, do not delay. So, and even if tomorrow feels soon, start today. And let's go back to this idea of letting your results catch up to you because I think that this is maybe one of the biggest struggles that people have when in my program, right? When finishing things, probably in your work as well, when we want any sort of change, and it doesn't happen immediately. I was thinking about this. I was like, procrastination is the ultimate irony. If you want to overcome procrastination, you spend all of your time wanting to be done with procrastination immediately while delaying it. You're in a rush while taking no action. It's the wildest thing. It's this paradox. Yes. And so what I see happen is I'll see people like join my program and let's say it took them a year and a half or two years of being on my email list to get themselves ready to join the program. And then they're like, why aren't the results happening faster? And I was doing the calculations recently and I was like, well, it's not happening faster because you spent 13 times as long reinforcing the habits that you didn't like as you've been in the program. That's why it's not happening at the speed you think it should be happening. So that's my little rant for the day. What are your thoughts on all of that? (laughs) I love that you brought this up because this is something I love catching in myself. And whenever you do that, this is why I also think continued coaching for coaches is really powerful too, is because any growth we have, we get to share this beautiful gift with our clients. Yeah. So anytime I hear myself repeating some kind of urgent entitlement, and I just am onto myself about it this urgent entitlement that it's not fair, it should be faster. I own that what I'm doing is I'm making that the theme of my life. I'm making that the theme of my life, whatever, regardless I have in my hand. And I just force myself. I force myself in that moment to own, you are complaining about this. And complaining about things is not an action that gets you what you want or serves you anymore. I think for me being totally honest and this, I will always share honest you know, growth is there were periods of time in my life where complaining felt like that's how you get what you want. And it's just been a total shift. Like even now with Amazon, if something doesn't go expected, I'm not going to call and complain. I'm going to list the facts. If there's something they can do to work with me, fine. And then I'm going to manage my mind about it. And I'm going to move on and create this life that I want. So it's the same with those results. I'm going to be honest about what I can control. I'm going to look at the results I want to create. I'm going to break down the schedule it takes to create it. And then I'm going to do what I can control and do those things. It's inevitable for the results to catch up to me if I'm doing those things. 
And if I have thoughts in the meantime where I'm like, it should be happening faster, it's not fair, why don't I have what I have? I'm going to acknowledge that that's a part of the process and not try to solve for it. Okay. You're blowing my mind the way you're saying all this. (laughs) I love this idea of I'm going to acknowledge that's part of the process and not try to solve for it. And that's exactly what I've done too, is I have the thought frequently, I should be further along. And I used to try to solve it. And now I'm like, yeah, obviously I think I should be further along. And I just go, okay. And I move on. And that has been so powerful to not even engage with it anymore. And one of my colleagues said, and I just thought this was hilarious. She was like, I have always been wrong about my timeline. Every single step of the way of, let's say, building a business, she's like, I've been wrong all the time, every time, (laughs) because my brain 100% of the time thinks I should be further along. And it just like made me die laughing. I was like, oh yeah, we're always wrong. We're always wrong about the timeline. And yet we're so convinced that we're right about the timeline. Yeah. And we use it against ourselves. That's the power of doing any kind of evaluation, right? Is just stopping it in a moment when there's urgency, confusion, and being strategic. It's like, let's look at the facts. What's working? What am I not in love with? What will I do differently, right? Not what needs to change. or And just because you're missing your success and your progress and your growth when you keep repeating, I should be farther along. And it feels so painful. It feels like a problem to solve. It's like getting your constant attention. I should be farther along. It's so interesting that sometimes the most powerful thing to do is just pause and stop, pause and stop and breathe, feel that urgency to find the solution and instead make yourself do a factual evaluation. What's working? What else is working? What else is working that I may not see that's working? What's going to keep working if I keep doing it and just staying there? And then by the time you get to look at like what you do differently, What I found is it really builds that ownership. It puts that ownership and responsibility back in your hands. I should be farther along is like this out of control place. And we can be so compassionate that it happens. But I think there's this difference in like pitying ourselves for being there and being compassionate for being there. I think those are two different things. And this is recent growth that I just went through this week. I noticed I was coddling myself for feeling doubt versus being like, of course you have doubt. That's okay. Let's go. I was kind of in this place where it was like, oh my God, you have doubt. You poor thing. Why don't you sit here? Don't do what you planned. Like that. I could see that being a way of coddling and everybody's different and everyone's approach is going to be different. But what I have seen for myself is that does not serve me. It proves to me that there's more things I can't control. And what I really want, I really thought and reflected on this. What I really want in that moment is for a person who is strong, who believes in me to come up to me and be like, Christy, I get this is happening. Let's go. I will help you. I will support you. And so I've just decided to do that for myself instead. Yes. Okay. I love the nuance between pitying and compassion. And I was thinking about when you were talking about complaining and I was like, I'd like to have a little bit of time in my schedule where I'm allowed to be a whiny little brat. Like I just like to, (laughs) I like to make time for that. (laughs) And I'll have clients who sometimes I can tell by the way they say it, they're like, well, complaining doesn't do any good. And I'm like, for you, you actually need to complain a little bit. You need to let yourself feel the self-pity and the whininess because you're so tight and tense against that. 
so I'm like, there's nuance there, right? And then you bring in that compassionate voice. But I love what you said about complaining. If we have a pattern in our brain that complaining gets us what we want to check in with that and be like, maybe not, but maybe having that little bit of negative emotion and then soothing ourselves through that, that's where the magic happens. This is absolutely another reason why coaching is dynamic is because there's going to be something that works 100% for someone and it's not what you need right now. And your coach is going to show you that nuance is okay. You can go all in with what's working for you. So whenever you hear Christina and I talking about what's working for me right now, like I've noticed this difference, don't coddle myself. It's because I'm in a place in my life through the growth that I've had, I have seen it doesn't serve me anymore. It served me up to a certain point. There was a time I needed to do it. Now I'm. it's not for me anymore, right? That may not be the case for you. And it doesn't mean you're behind, right? You've got to work with what you have. And that's dynamic nuance with a coach as well. They're going to keep bringing you back to where are you right now? That's the most important thing. Where are you right now? What do you need the most right now? And that might yeah. look different from someone else. Yeah, that is so powerful. I love that word nuance. I was thinking about this too, just personally, my, I was super upset and I was telling my sister about it. And she was like, do you want my opinion? And I thought about it and I was like, no, I can't handle it right now. And I was like, in an hour, two hours, I can handle it right now. I cannot handle it. And knowing for yourself what you want. And I think that makes you a really incredible client too. When you're like, Hey, I need this, or I don't need that. And you make requests of your coach. I think that's really important. And then your coach is there to be like, is this serving you? Like they listen to you, trusting you, believing in you 100%. And they also let you step up to a meaningful challenge when you're like, I don't think it's for me. And they can see it's a belief issue and not a circumstantial issue. I really like to believe that there's power in both. And your coach trusts you to know the difference. And they also have that expertise as your support. Like this is literally our jobs to see when we do need an adjustment. Like it's such the nuance again, it's always the nuance. And I'm glad you love that word because I actually learned to use it from you. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe that's why it's so comfortable and familiar for me. That's fantastic. <laughs> Life is nuance. It really is. Okay. This is really good. And so where I would love to go next, it's going to make you have to go back to your memory banks, but what are the big or small tweaks that you found that you, or changes that you had in our eight weeks together? Two things that really stand out, the deep work walkthrough that you have step-by-step step, one, do this, two, do this. That one was really big for me because it's really solve for moments when I wanted to get started on a piece of a project, but my mind felt too scattered to bring it back. I'm a creative. I don't want to do this right now, all these things. And what was really beautiful about that piece, that intellectual property you've created is it just brings you back confidently to yourself. And by the time you've walked through it, you're ready. So it just helps to, I almost picture like a pair of glasses and it, they're just, they've just got a smudge on it. And that deep work is just like, er, 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 and then you're like, okay, all right, now we're back. And it takes 15 minutes. I really loved that. I think that was my favorite part of your program. It was my favorite part for sure. Okay. Can we just pause there? Because I am obsessed with 
the deep work guide. And so for anyone listening, who's not familiar, I teach three skills. I teach deep work Monday hour one, which is weekly planning and then project planning, which is how to manage an entire project all the way to completion. And those three skills are the three skills you need in order to finish any project whenever you want to. I always love to emphasize that you don't, I have client self-rate on a scale of one to 10 on those three skills. And we track that over the course of the program. You don't need to be a 10 out of 10 in order to finish projects. Like I have clients who are like at a four with Monday R1 and they're finishing projects. So it's just a way for us to measure and manage those skills. I love all the skills. They're like my little children, but don't tell the other skills. I might love deep work the most. (laughs) And I think the reason for me that it's so profound is it's the simplest. It's one hour. It is the quickest way to get a win, to focus on demand and to get the result that you want to within an hour. So I I love that you mentioned that. I feel like deep work doesn't get talked about enough here on the podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. It's really a principle that I live by in my life now and in my program is let's make this simpler. Like it doesn't have to be easy, but let's simplify it. I'm taking things out of the program, like focusing on the basics to get it done. We're working with smart people. The intellect is there and it's that deep work guide is just cleaning your mind, just just getting the gunk off to reveal what's already there. You can use the deep work guide on any project you're about to start. So it's not that it's teaching you things you don't know yet. It's just bringing you back to clear sight right? with the glasses. It's like, let's just get you back to the place where you're like, I know what I'm doing so you can just do it. And it's so fun. Because now when I grab it, I don't even have to grab it as often now because you've, once you've learned it, you kind of can reset yourself. But every now and then I have it in my binder. I go get it and I kind of skip over to it. Like, I'm going to clear my mind out, you know, (laughs) I'm just so excited to have it. And so that would be absolutely my favorite thing. I love it. And I freaking love it when people print it out. There's something about having a hard copy of it that brings me so much joy. And the idea that this is like in people's homes, I'm like, oh, this is the dream. So I love that. And I really like what you said is it's just clearing out anything in the way of getting back to your core genius, your core expertise, your core zone of value. Every single one of my clients has that. It's at the core of every single person's business. But I think so many of us have inherited so many stories like you need to do this, you need to do that, social media and email funnels and all the things that we think we have to do that we lose sight of like, what is the core value that I provide to my most important stakeholders? And if I can just tap into that, even if it's one hour per day, what can I make happen? And I noticed, I mean, once I was reset, I was reset for the rest of the day using the deep work guide because I was able to produce something I wanted to produce. So then that's always a nice natural high that comes from that as well, because you're also feeling that fulfillment, you know, mind and production. And so the rest of the day, you're just like, I would feel light. And there's kind of also, if I had to really explore it, this nice kind of assurance that it's always there if I need it. Like, I don't have to hold the worry of what am I going to do next time? Because I just pull it out. <laughs> yes. You get lifetime access to these tools. Like I don't, people are always like, are you going to take them away? And I'm like, no, these are yours. Like you said, you have the physical access to it, but you also have the intellectual access to it. Like you said, it's ingrained. It's on autopilot. 
and you might want to pull it back out for a refresher, but I'm like, it's there, it's in your mind and it becomes part of the way that you work. I use it. I feel like it's almost a cozy blanket when I get it out. Like I snuggle with it because it's just, it's been such a, a benefit to the work I do. And I would say the second thing, because there were two things, the second thing that I really benefited and took away from the program was something you said at the very end was, I think I was speaking to the fact of, I'll just pick another project from the list now that I'm done with this one. And you offered, you've grown as a person and sure, you may just pick one from the list, but you may have a new list now with the knowledge experience and focus that you have. And I really was excited about that. It was something I hadn't thought of before. And it's really proven true. So now, like when I set up yearly plans, weekly plans, monthly plans with the anticipation of what may come next, I put it like in a little idea vault and it's just there waiting for me, but there's not this obligation that that has to be the next project. Part of finishing out a month with an evaluation, like I just did one, was what are we actually doing in October? And so you can borrow all the ideas from the ideal vault that I have. They're still safe, but now I have new fresh ideas that feel like they may even be more powerful without feeling like I have to do them all. Okay. I'm so glad you brought that one up because I remember that moment so vividly and I think about it all the time. And I've, I've told that story to so many of my clients. So just to put it back in half finished to done words, because I want to make sure everyone knows exactly what we're talking about. So in the second week of the program, you take a project inventory, which is a comprehensive list of every single project that is taking up any mental or emotional space in your brain. So I always joke, people are like, should I put? And I'm like, yes, if you're asking, it should go on your list. <laughs> if Because if you're thinking of it, it should go on your list. And then from there, you table, you dump delegate or delay all but one project and then choose one project to work on. So I love, 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 loved that you brought that up. It is wild how much you can change in eight weeks when you're working on changing in eight weeks. And I was thinking about this. I feel like you'll actually have a really interesting take on this. I was thinking about this recently. I was thinking about an exercise that actually a shared coach we had, Stacey Bayman, recommended, which is she's like, when you're a coach or when you're a business owner, you have so many thoughts and beliefs in your brain that serve you, that you take for granted. You don't even know you're thinking. And so I regularly go through and I'm like, what am I thinking that I think my client should think that I've never told them I think they should think? And I was thinking about this and I was like, I deeply believe that I grow exponentially throughout the year. And I have proof of that. I'm like, my results that I create towards the end of the year are exponentially better than the results that I create at the beginning of the year. And I was like, I don't think the average person thinks that about themselves. I think most people don't think about it at all. And if they do, they're like, I don't know. I just, life just progresses. Like, I don't think most people think I exponentially grow. And then I was thinking about that's over the course of a year. But if you break that down into the six different eight-week sprints that you can fit into a year, you're changing rapidly every two months. And so don't go back to the old project inventory because those ideas, like you said, they might still be a fit, but they might be very outdated. And the new ideas that you come up with at this point after experiencing deep growth might be just even more honed and even more spot on. Yeah, and just letting that amazing thing happen. Letting that amazing thing happen without being worried about what is my growth gonna look like? But trusting the process, putting your all in into it. 
And then just letting amazing things happen. Uh, two months is, is a huge amount of time to make a huge amount of growth if that's not your goal. Yes. If your goal is like, I'm going to pick something to commit to and I'm going to lovingly commit to this thing and be kind to myself, but also be onto myself. The huge growth is a byproduct. I was just talking to a client yesterday and she's just gone through two months and we were just looking back at where she started. I'm like, do you even believe this is what you said? When you started, she's like, "Mm -mm. (laughs) no, like I can't even, I can't even get back to that place. And so that is possible. That is possible for anyone. It's just giving yourself the opportunity to do it. Coaching is, I truly believe the best medium to allow that to happen. And why not? Why not partner with a coach who believes in your success? Oh, I love that exercise though, of looking back on like, okay, here are the things that you said that came out of your house that we have documented. And I've had that experience too with clients where they're like, I didn't say that. I'm like, no, it's, it's on a recording. Like you said this, I promise (laughs) you, not putting words in your mouth. And I think that to your point, I think the reason coaching is so powerful is you have an external party who is watching your progress in a way that you cannot see. Because when you are making progress, unless you're the best self-evaluator in the entire world, you cannot see your progress the same way that someone outside of you can. It's like, if you live with a toddler, they're growing, you know, they're growing, you're seeing them grow. But then if like, I'm an aunt and I go see my niece and my nephew, I'm like, oh, I can see their growth completely because I'm not there every day. And so it's like having a coach who can show you, here are your gains that you don't even realize are gains because now they're just the norm for you. Yes, I truly believe that's very important, especially in this particular work of finishing projects or setting schedules and and honoring them because there's a tendency in the previous approach that we may not see and it may be in a different flavor, but how it shows up is thinking we backtracking Or if we have a negative emotion or if we didn't show up the way we wanted, that now we're going backwards. Your coach can be there and be honest with you about, you might think this is backwards, but this is actually the part of the process that tells me you're all in. And this is why. And you can go over your success and your growth together. It's such an important piece. And that's why it's beautiful. That's it's built into your program too. Like you're always looking at what are the wins? So I always appreciated you at the time making us share those. I'm not sure if that's still required. It is, yep. Because it it makes you look there and you have to, you have to. It is part of your, of building success and resilience is acknowledging your wins. I mean, what are we doing this for? Right. <laughs> right. right. We have to acknowledge, like I put in the hard work and this is a result that I'm proud of that I created. Whether it's the exact one you were working towards or not, you've got to acknowledge those wins. I love that question. Like, what are we working towards? And I just wrote an email for my launch. And I was like, if I know anything from being a coach, it is that people only want two things. They want to feel better and they want to like themselves. And we have been conditioned to believe that getting things done is the way to feel better and like ourselves. And it works sometimes, but it's very unreliable. So I'm like, I am pro getting things done. We love to take action here, obviously. But I'm like, let's get you directly liking yourself and feeling better first and then seeing how much work you actually want to do. If it was like a 50% relationship, part of it is getting done stuff because you really in your life, anyone who is coming to do this program wants to accomplish things. And then also 
while you're doing them, let's acknowledge how great that is. And you as a solid person, what you're bringing to the table outside of your accomplishments, like who you are as a person that you can appreciate and value and use to serve others. Because usually I've also seen in the work that we do, at least that it's for contribution for others as well. Like it's the nuances. Yeah. And that contribution can be for your clients. It can be for, if you have dreams to have a huge community, but it can also be just your family. Like I've seen a lot of clients who come in and their work is like very direct within their family unit. And that's important too. The other thing I'll say, I was just joking with a client. She was like, she's like, it's so annoying that when I post a win, you don't just say like, congrats. She's like, you say congrats, you do. But then you say, how did you create this? And I'm like, because... (laughs) The way I've been explaining this lately is I'm like, there's the version of you who creates the win. And then there's the version of you who understands how you created the win. So you can go create more of the same wins. And that is different because I'm like, my clients are out there all day, every day creating wins, but they are not usually doing that second part, which is acknowledging the win and understanding the win. Yeah. Like when you do that, then you get to create even more wins. It's so important. And then you prove to yourself it's not a fluke. It's repeatable. You are in control of things and you can double down on those or put them in a schedule in a way that makes sense, you know? Oh, I love that. It's not a fluke. And then you can schedule it. (laughs) Yes. Well, so well said. Okay. Do you have any advice for anyone who is either considering joining the program or has just enrolled and is about to get started? I would say put your guts into it. If you are considering doing it and you're going back and forth, simply making the decision to go for it is going to solve any doubt and confusion because then you can put your full focus into picking the project and then following Christina's process. I would say if you're already in it, congratulations, you're going to have so much fun, but let the experience be your own. You're going to see a lot of people celebrating wins. You're going to see a lot of people feeling great. It might be on a week where you feel like crap. And just remember, you're going to be on track in that place. Christina is going to guide you through it. And all of it is your pathway to success. Just trust the process, do the work and have some fun. Yes. So well said. Have some fun. I was thinking about this recently. I was like, nobody has as much fun solving procrastination as we do and have finished it on live. <laughs> like, see, I genuinely believe that. I'm like, nobody. Yeah. There's nothing more fun. There's no more fun way to solve it than being in this program. So I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. Have some fun for sure. What is it all for? Back to your question, if not to be light and playful and fun. Well, thank you so much for joining. How can people follow up with you? It has been my pleasure, Christina. Thank you so much. You can follow me at Miss Christy Williams. That's M-S-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E Williams on Instagram and .com to work with me if you want to build a schedule that's energizing and simple to follow. Perfect. Love it. Take care. Thanks, Christina. Thank you for listening to the Half Finished to Done podcast. If you're ready to become a self-assured repeat project finisher, the best place to work with me is in my eight-week group coaching program, Half Finished to Done Live. You'll leave our time together with one finished project and the skills you need to finish any project, personal or business, in the future. Just head to peakcoaching.co slash HFD live for your next step. Can't wait to work with you.